I used to wear a tie to the office. That was dumb. This is Binary Buzz, and I'm Rob Booker. In every endeavor, there's something that matters most. A lot of things that matter a little bit, and then a billion things that don't matter at all. Most people think the trick is to find the thing that matters most. Meh, that's reasonable. I think the trick is to be able to find the things that matter the least, and then avoid them altogether. By avoiding the things that don't matter one by one, you eventually stumble upon what matters most. I mean, this is a podcast about trading, right? And trading seems to be one of the most difficult things in the world at which somebody could make a million dollars. And yet, it's one of the first things people think about doing. Well, anyway, once upon a time, about 10 years now ago, I had my first job out of law school. (laughs) Trick is, it was 10 years after I finished law school. That's a long time to basically catch your first job. I was the chief market strategist at a big American FX dealer. And when I took the job, I found the stuff that didn't matter by watching the people who were doing the worst at their jobs. I'd stumble into the office around six o'clock in the morning. I heard somewhere that being the first one at work was some way to get the boss's attention. Yeah, well, he wasn't going to see it because he wasn't there yet either, so it didn't really matter. And I'd be all by myself in the office, and eventually somebody said, Hey, um, I noticed that your security pass is ringing the, you know, through the door at like 6 a.m. Is something wrong with you? None of us get here until 9. I didn't know if that meant it mattered or it didn't matter. Well, I, I knew it wasn't the most important thing. I did eventually, like I said, find the stuff that didn't matter by watching the people who were doing the worst at their jobs. They were the busiest, always running around, but they were also the ones getting the least amount done. It seemed they had a talent for naturally doing a lot of stuff that didn't matter. Their highest goal, or so it seemed, was to go get things done by checking things off a list. They felt a sense of accomplishment, like uh, like they were carrying buckets of water and filling up a stream with water just before a rainstorm. Oh, look at that. I got a lot of stuff done. Whoops for you. longer I was at that job, the more I realized that the way that I could be the best at my job was to essentially do the opposite of what everybody else in the office was doing. So the first day when I wore a necktie, I realized no one in the office was wearing a tie. So I kept wearing a tie. I also noticed that there was some kind of a dress code at the office, but people were constantly getting sent home because they weren't they weren't wearing what they were supposed to wear. Like there was a dress code police in the office. And and I found that everybody was spending a lot of time breaking that rule. Like it was really important to them to feel some sense of individuality by wearing whatever it was they wanted. And then they spent a lot of time talking about getting lunch and they spent a lot of time complaining about each other at the office. I noticed all these things and, and none of them were really helping the company at all. 
it was hard to find, in fact, anybody that didn't have a closed door office that was doing anything that I could tell that really mattered. I mean, it was really difficult. And, and I, don't, I don't mean that everybody was terrible, but I did find a few people that really zeroed in on the stuff that mattered. And those people ended up being, I don't know, inspirations to me. And every single one of those people, you could say, was doing things in a very different manner. They didn't appear to be working as hard, but they were working on stuff that seemed to matter most. Anyway, here's another way of saying it. In the world of trading, and in particular trading binary options, there is something spectacularly important. Do you ever see that movie City Slickers and that old, old cowboy Curly, and he pulls his hand up and he crooks a little index finger over it, Billy Crystal, and he says, the one thing, it's Jack Palance in his Jack Palance voice, the one thing that matters, I'm not doing a very good Jack Palance impression, the one thing that there's one, what, there's one thing, okay, that's like a mix between a Muppet and Jack Palance. Well, today's episode is about that one thing. It's the one principle. It's not a rule. It's a principle. It's a guideline. It's a pirate rule, which is a guideline. It's a Rob Booker principle. And when we come back, I'm going to share that principle. Sponsored by Nadex. Nadex Nadex.com. That's where I trade binary options. Trading involves a substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. And, you know, you know the drill. Now back to the show. So as I said, there's one thing that matters. In, in every endeavor, there's something that makes most of the difference. And then there are a few things that make a little bit of a positive difference. And then there's a billion things that matter not at all. Anyway, in the world of trading, I've tried everything that didn't matter. By the process of elimination, I found that adding a thousand indicators to my charts didn't matter. Following some windbag blowhard guru didn't matter. I found that uh, whatever, you get the drill. I found that the principle that matters most, and this is particularly true with binary options, is that price is always moving from one level to another. I'll repeat that 400 times for you. <laughs> okay, that was, that was a funny laugh. Now here's an evil laugh. <laughs> anyway, price is always moving from one level to another. It's the central idea. In other words... If I pull up a chart, and generally I pull up a 15-minute chart in the morning. In fact, I took a trade like this today. I pulled up a 15-minute chart of the Australian dollar, U.S. dollar, and I looked at it, and price had been moving down. Remember what I said a moment ago. Price is always moving from one level to another. So if price is moving down, well, it's probably continuing to do so, and it's probably on the way to some other level. And when it hits that level, it will probably pause. And once it pauses, it will probably move slightly in the opposite direction to where? Another level. This begs the question, well, what the, are these levels? What are these levels? Well, these levels are just basic support and resistance. I could teach you how to draw support and resistance in a, I don't know, seven-minute video, which actually I'm probably going to do. <laughs> what a great idea. Keep listening to the show, and I'll get a link up on the web somewhere, and, and we'll do this together. But if I know that price 
is always moving from one level to another, and that's the central principle, that's the guiding principle, then all I need to really see is that price is moving in a direction and then go in that direction with price as it's on the way to a level. I know it's probably on the way to a level, and that can be my strike price with the binary option. You see, all a binary option is is a trade where I say that price is in my opinion, likely to get to or beyond a level before a certain time. Now, if I know that price is always moving from one level to another, and I can see that level because I've drawn it on my chart, and I can see which way price is going, I can take a trade. So here I am sitting in front of the computer. It's a Monday morning. It's 11 minutes after the hour. The Australian dollar, US dollar, has recently fallen. It's stabilized at a level, and it bounced, traveling lower all night long. All night long, all night, all night. Um, and now it wants to move up a little bit. So my, my thing here is I'm going to look for a binary option that gives me the opportunity to trade and make money if price does move up. See, if I think that price is bouncing off a level, then what I want to do is trade in the direction of that movement toward that level. I think price is moving toward 73.89. And what I want to do is buy a binary option that will profit from the fact that it could, if it does, in fact, move up. Now, what about if it moves down instead? I could hedge this whole thing and look for an option that travels in the, in, that makes money if it travels in the opposite direction. So 73.80 is the floor. What if it moves all the way down to 73.74? What I can do now is I could trade something that says, no, I don't think it's going to make, I, don't, I actually don't think it's going to rise. I think it's actually going to fall. And I can set up a trade that gives me some ability to make money in either direction. Now, the only way that this can lose now is if price stays exactly where it is, if it doesn't move at all in the next 47 minutes. That's that's pretty unlikely because price is always moving from one level to another, and it's a reasonably active time in the day for trading. So what I want to do is, first, see which direction it is traveling, pick a level that it's traveling toward, and use that as my strike. That's all I need. That's the number one thing I need. Then I'm going to buy a binary option that will profit if it moves up and beyond that level within the next 47 minutes. But because I want to protect myself, I could buy a binary option really inexpensively that profits if it falls a great deal. <laughs> and in the world of binary options, over the next 47 minutes, that could be as little as 13 pips. That way, I'll make money if instead it falls, and I'll be protected there. But I'll make a reasonable amount of money if it rises, just a small amount higher. Either one of these should make some money, and I should be able to pay for the cost of getting into the trade and walk away with some money afterwards. I'll do this basically all day and all night long. Well, it turns out I didn't take the trade. I mean, I could. I'm still looking at it. It's two minutes later. I've enjoyed a little snippet from Lionel Richie's all night long. But something's missing here. It's not the thing that matters most, but it is a thing that matters. I don't like to take any trades until it's at least 30 minutes past the hour. And ideally, somewhere between 30 minutes past the hour 
and 40 minutes past the hour. In that 10-minute zone come my favorite trades. I don't know why that is exactly, but I feel like in those moments, uh, most of the bets have been placed and most of the sides have been taken and and I can get an I can get a better idea. I don't really want to buy a binary option that has 47 minutes left. I don't want to buy a lot of time. I actually want to see clearly. I can see clearly now. Um, I want to be able to see more clearly where it is actually going and then not give it a whole lot of time to change. You see, in the last 20 minutes of an hour, the direction has been the direction has been decided and making a trade will be less expensive at that point because there's not that much time left. So you're buying a very small amount of time. And when you're buying a small amount of time, that's pretty cheap. So although I've got my ideas in place, I know kind of what I want to do. I think price might jump up a little bit. And I think that I would like to buy some protection if price drops substantially. I don't have to do anything. Let's go back to the original idea. Do you remember when I took that job, the chief market strategist at broker XYZ, blah, blah, blah? Remember all those people running around checking things off their lists? I remember playing practical jokes on those people because I had so much free time every day. Uh, one time I, we had this life-size poster printer in the office. It could print like a 17-wide post, like a 17-foot-wide poster. It was a giant printer. And I once printed a, a giant poster of Mario Lopez. <laughs> and I hung it inside somebody's cubicle. And that's because when I got there so early, wearing my spiffy tie, I got all my stuff done pretty early in the morning. I didn't really need, didn't really need to do a whole lot after that. Anyway, when it's 30 minutes past the hour, I'll come back and we'll take a look and see what's setting up. And I'm back. It's 34 minutes past the hour. It looks like we've dropped to a level and we're bouncing. We're at 73.83. I bet we can get above 73. I'm just going to look for something real cheap here. So I'm going to pay $14.75. And the strike is going to be 73.90. Now, it doesn't have to get up to 73.90. doesn't have to. It just has to start moving up, period. And as long as it begins to move up over the course of the next 25 minutes, my binary option will increase in value. It's not about holding it all the way to expiration. I mean, if that were the case... I think it'd be more like making a bet. But instead of making a bet, so to speak, what I'm doing is just saying price has dropped two and hit a level, and it has begun to bounce. And if it does bounce, I'd like to be able to make a little bit of profit from that bounce. That's it. It doesn't have to be a lot of profit. Once again, that's a lesson we talked about at the very beginning, the take the money and run method of trading. As long as I just keep banking profit and keep moving the account forward, I'm good. I started off with a trade here, an idea that price is always moving from one level to the next. I bought an option that will profit if price moves up from where we are right now. I paid as little as possible for that option. 
and I'm already positive by $2.75 per contract. And if I just make any amount of money over five or six dollars or just any small amount of money, to me, that's a reasonably fantastic return. It's all I had to do. All I have to do is keep moving the account balance forward. I don't need to get all the way to the strike price. That's just never the goal. The goal isn't to do that. The goal That would be a goal of trying to prove that I'm right. I feel fine about myself regardless. Oh, we're up six bucks. So what I'm going to do here, oh man, and that's just, it's fluctuating between $3 up and $6 up and $5 up and whatnot. And in this instance, I probably just need to put an order in here to uh, get out if it hits a price. So here we go. We'll just, we'll put an order in here. And then if I get five, six, seven, eight dollars per contract, uh, then I'll then I'll get out and I'll be happy. And that trading involves a substantial risk of loss. It's not suitable for all investors. And past performance is not indicative of future results. This is a trade in the past. By the time you're listening to this episode, um, and it's 38 minutes past the hour, and the trade is closed. It's done. What in the world? Oh yeah, look at that. So price is moving up pretty nicely. And now it's moving to a new level. And uh, I've made a $6 per contract, I think. Yeah, I'd be at seven, eight right now. Probably I'll get up to $9 per contract. And I don't have to do anything now. Now I'm done. My work here is done. The question becomes, hey, did I take too little? Now I'd be up, oh man, now I'd be up $12 per contract. The question is, did I take too little? And do I need to get back in? And the answer is no, I just need to keep moving things forward. And so much of trading is ruined by the idea that we haven't made enough and we must make more. And that's completely false. I mean, the, the goal is really take the money, move the account balance forward, and then run. <laughs> then get away, get out as soon as possible, as quickly as possible, as fast as possible. Keep banking, profit, and then stop. And that's a that's a perfect lesson for today. Now, I eventually cut up my necktie. And when we come back in the next episode, I want to share that story of I cut my necktie. I was going to get around to that today, but I want to tell you the rest of that story because I ended up on that job, chief market strategist at FX dealer, blah, 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 in the year 2008. And I lasted 90 days. And inside of those 90 days, I learned some lessons that have lasted me, well, another 11 years. One of those lessons is always cut your necktie. Anyway, (laughs) I'll see you the next time around, everybody. I'm Rob Booker. This is the Binary Buzz.